Oh, what a day! What a lovely day! <laughs> Welcome to the Mad Max Minute Podcast, the daily podcast where we break down Mad Max one minute at a time. I'm Rick. And I'm Julia. And today we're talking about Minute 36, which begins with Fifi struggling to get Goose out of the way, and it ends with Johnny calling out Goose. Good Monday morning, Julia. Happy Monday. So we begin this week with Goose standing defiantly in front of an open door, Billy Club raised above his head, ready to just keep everyone from walking outside. And he specifically says that he's not letting anybody walk out that door. And as he mentions the door, I looked out the door and noticed that that was not the MFP courtyard in the least bit. Right, and it's so obvious that it's not. There's no cars out there, especially there's no interceptors out there, which are really easy to see being bright yellow. Mm -hmm. So I guess that kind of stems from the fact that they were filming in a completely different location. Because I'm pretty sure the pumping station that they filmed the courtyard scenes in didn't have any sort of room (laughs) through that door they stumble out of. I don't think they had another room like that on the other side of the wall. Probably not as friendly to a filming situation there. Yes, and the scene that we have been reviewing for the last minute or so takes up a lot of space. Oh, absolutely. They're kind of all over the place, especially when people get shoved. They kind of flail about. It's a big group, too. Yes, and yeah, there's a lot of people. They're walking back and forth a lot. So, they yeah, they really need a big space. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Goose is standing in between the group and the doorway. What does he think is going to happen? What does he expect to happen? What does he want to happen? <laughs> I imagine he's... he's imagine. Uh, hmm. I imagine that he probably expects Silvertongue and the People's Observer to just be like, oh, well, now that we can't get out, we suddenly see your side of the argument and we are going to reopen this case and reevaluate the lack of evidence that we've been presented with, Um, which is ridiculous, just totally not going to happen. And I think him having the nightstick in one hand, I think he was just prepared to just beat up everybody with the final goal being of dragging Johnny to jail himself and just tossing him in the yard. Do you think that at this time Goose would rather kill Johnny himself than let him go free? I'm not sure Goose is at that point where he would want to like straight up murder Johnny. I don't think he's willing to go that far outside of the law, but... Especially, we're going to see his emotional state tomorrow. I think he's definitely getting to that point. Mm -hmm. And Fifi says something in particular tomorrow that kind of doesn't 100% give them a license to kill. But he might as well do that. I mean, in the meantime, Fifi is still in that mindset of, you know, try to calm Goose down. And as we discussed last week, he really should have not had Goose there at all. Like, not briefing Goose on the situation ahead of time really stemmed this explosion that's been happening. Silvertongue actually comes right out and says, you know, get him out of here. Like, Silvertongue has to stand up as someone outside of the MFP and try and take charge of the situation and start barking out orders. And the other day I mentioned that Silvertongue only has one line. He actually has two because he talks right here. So I was a little bit wrong there. But it was interesting as Silvertongue is stepping up to the plate and really 
starting to call the shots here, Johnny looks over at Silvertongue and straight up asks, who is this guy? And that kind of tells me that in all of the days, hours, however long Johnny's been in custody, he hasn't been paying attention to who's holding on to him. I saw it a little bit differently. I think I have two hypotheses. Okay. It could have been he was provoking Goose again. Like he's been doing this whole time mm-hmm. by by showing Goose that that Goose is so insignificant that Johnny doesn't even know who he is. Um, it also could be like, who does this guy think he is? Mm. Why you know why is this guy getting so up in arms about the situation? Yeah. Uh, with Johnny, I think he's provoking him. I think he's poking the bear. Yeah. It feels like he takes every opportunity to poke the bear. I think it might be. I think it might be that he doesn't actually know what Goose's name is because he says, who is this guy kind of under his breath? Like, it's not it's not loud. Right. Like, you really have to listen for it. And then as soon as he says it, Fifi kind of walks by and says, you know, Goose, settle down, boy. And it's like every time Johnny addresses Goose after this, he starts he... off by addressing Goose specifically. He starts using his name a lot more often. Yeah, I guess so. But he hasn't really addressed Goose before this minute. It feels really out of place. He's I'm having a like, really hard time agreeing with you on this. I mean, he's only, he only said pretty much one thing directly to him. It was last Friday. He said, hey, bronze, look at you, a cripple and a mute. And then that's pretty much it for the times that he's spoken to Goose specifically in the previous minutes that we were talking about. Yeah. I, I Yeah, I'm having a hard time believing that... He hasn't picked up on Goose's name before now. Because we don't know how long he's been in custody, but it's been at least a couple of days. Exactly. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. So then Fifi walks up to Goose uh, to try and, like, talk him down. Mm-hmm. And he does this weird thing. Like, yeah. It's almost like a maneuver. Because Goose has got, like, his left hand is out in front of him trying to, like, you know, direct traffic. And then his right hand is behind him holding the nightstick. And Fifi walks up and... He's got his gloves in his hand. Oh, it bothers me that he's only wearing one glove like take your gloves off or put both gloves on well it's been an eventful few minutes for them so maybe he was in the process when (laughs) all hell broke loose yeah a couple of minutes ago taking off gloves is a very concentrated activity for fifi so he's got to devote some mental energy to it he seems like a rather meticulous gentleman yeah that's what that's what i was thinking (laughs) he seems like the sort who would like take him off one finger at a time yeah sort of thing but yeah, he does this thing where he walks up and he kind of bats Goose's left hand away and it throws Goose off balance enough that he can reach for the for the billy club. And then they kind of like pirouette off to the side so that the rest of the group can kind of rush around them. And so it ends up where everyone is now standing up against the door and then Goose, Max, and Fifi are, you know, on the inside mm-hmm. edge of this commotion. And they're just about to leave. Now, Goose this whole time, maybe not the whole time, but he's saying things. Goose says a lot of things that I cannot understand. But the thing that I did get was, don't you see they're laughing at us? And I think he repeats it. Yeah. A time or two. So Fifi has a hold on Goose and Goose is saying, Jesus, Fifi, Fifi, Jesus, look, they're laughing at us. Can't you see they're laughing at us? They don't believe us. And so I feel like Goose is really appealing to that whole... The people don't believe in heroes oh, shtick okay. when he says something like this. Because, you know, laughing at the police, that's a disrespect to them. Because you're laughing at, you know, their actions or their profession. There's a lot of honor 
involved with being law enforcement because you're supposed to uphold and be an honorable person. And when people are laughing at you, it's, you know, it's because your reputation is starting to toilet or swirl or whatever the phrasing I want to use here. Interesting. I didn't hear that. What was the last line? Um, After they're laughing at us? They don't believe us. They don't believe us. Okay. I did not hear that. So when I heard, don't you see they're laughing at us, I took it to be referring to the bikies, Mm -hmm. that they are questioning their authority and they're showing people that the bikies have more power than the bronze. Yeah. I think Goose is talking a little bit about them and a little bit about the court. I I think he's... I think he's talking about the court. The court is laughing at them because they don't believe them. It's their word. It's the bronze's word against Johnny. Which brings back the question, why weren't Max and Goose there? Yeah. Why didn't they testify? Anyways, we've already been over yeah, we've that. Yeah, we've been well over that. <laughs> so I think at one point in the last minute or two, you made a comment about Goose losing faith in the system. Yeah. I think this is another moment where he takes another step. Mm-hmm. towards having absolute no faith in the system at all. Yeah. He sees all of this happening because the court didn't put enough faith in the MFP. Mm-hmm. Speaking of laughing, before Charlie and the court officials can pull Johnny out of the building, he stops them and he stands in front of the door and he says, see you later, Goose. It's been a pleasure. And then he does this weird thing where he kind of like opens his mouth and kind of like a circular mouth opening. And then he like smacks the back of his head. And and that really sets, that really sets Goose off. Yeah. Like he gets really upset about that specific gesture. Yes. So much that he like wrestles away. And you and I both did some research on that and couldn't find anything. Yeah. Like I said, I don't, I have not been able to find like an internet vulgar gesture database or anything like that but i did find a couple of posters that were thinking that it could be like a reference to oral sex or something like that that's kind of what i got from it yeah yeah that was like the only thing i could find about it but who knows it might be just be an australian thing it might just be a biker thing could be a 1970s thing Mm -hmm. who knows at this point it's kind of lost to history yep but like i said whatever it means goose just loses it at that point and breaks free lunges and just Everyone goes pouring out of this door into the courtyard magically because the door they all go through is not the door (laughs) they all come out of. So they go through Narnia or something like that and pop out into the Halls of Justice courtyard. Yes. And it's, I I guess it's kind of comical the way that they do it because they really do like spill out the door. Yeah. (laughs) And I believe it's Charlie and Johnny that end up on the ground Mm -hmm. and lots of people like reeling to keep their balance and it's just, it's a mess. Yeah. And also in that scene, Roop comes running. Yeah. He hears the commotion and... Like he was hanging out, I think, by the opening to the courtyard or something like that. And then they all come piling out the door. We get like this nice pulled out wider shot and we see Roop just... Yeah, he's technically running, but it's just... It's like a weird, jostly half jog, just weird run. It's like, does Roop know how to run? Well, not everybody is a graceful runner. That's true. That's true. I shouldn't be so. <laughs> I shouldn't be so like that. Should understand that some people just run funny, you know. Yeah. As they all spill out and everyone is starting to converge, Johnny gets about as far as the first parked interceptor, and then Goose is able to catch up to him and kind of like 
grabs him at that back corner and flings him into just a pile of garbage. Which, a convenient pile of garbage. Convenient pile of garbage, but how how appropriate that a pile of garbage gets thrown into another pile of garbage. Yes. And there's actually a quick little inconsistency here. When Goose grabs Johnny and throws him down, he's got his nightstick in his hand. And so he throws him down, gets on top of him, he's got the nightstick, and then the next shot is him throwing punches. And as he starts reeling his arm back to throw the first big punch that he gets in, like there's no nightstick anymore. Yeah, I was thinking about that after you pointed out that inconsistency. I think he very well could have dropped it on oh, purpose. Unbelievably, yeah. Because he wanted to punch him and he couldn't punch him with a nightstick in his hand. At that point, he made a choice of weapons. He no longer wanted to beat him with the nightstick. He yeah. wanted to punch him with his fists. So he dropped the nightstick. I feel like if he had a nightstick, he could still probably punch effectively. It would just have more, it would have a bit more weight behind it. It would probably do a bit more damage. Um, so he yeah, probably. Yeah, the nightstick sticking out. It would like throw off at, his balance. Yeah, like at a like 90 degree angle from the weapon that he's working with, his arm and his fist. Yeah. It would just be awkward and. Yeah. Probably more convenient to drop it anyway. Yeah. But he gets in one really good solid punch. He does. Before Max shows the, up. And... We see the fruits of later on. Yeah. It's funny. I went back and I watched the first half of the minute after seeing the second half of the minute because, you know, he gets that nice big cut on his face yeah. from the punch. And I'm like, okay, is that specifically from the punch or is it just an injury he sustained earlier? And it's like, no, that, that big gash on his face is from that punch. Yep. He gets a bandage on it later this week and it looks really dumb. Just super dumb. But Max shows up, grabs Goose's arm and just pulls him off. So Max pulls Goose off of Johnny and Johnny starts to get up. But Fifi and Charlie rush over there and get hands on him first before he can go too far. Yeah, this, that little bit made me uncomfortable in a, like, messy, clumsy way. Because they're still, like, in this pile of trash. So nobody can get, like, good footing. And I'm not exactly sure what they're trying to do. I'm pretty sure I saw, like, manacles in Charlie's hands. Oh, yeah, Charlie still has the chains from inside. So... It almost looks like they're trying to restrain Johnny in some way, but Johnny is a free man. Right. They have no right to restrain him, especially in this particular instance. He's the victim. Mm -hmm. So they have no right or need to restrain him, but it kind of looks like that's what they're trying to do. And it all just looks very clumsy. And yeah, I don't know. It just made me uncomfortable. I think after Johnny provoking Goose at the door... They they realize that, okay, this is the kind of person that he's going to keep, you know, being a nuisance. And so in order to keep Johnny from getting up and continuing to pester the goose, they get in there and they lay hands on him to make sure that he doesn't lunge back at goose. And then as we go out into the wide shot, they are pretty much escorting him to out Bubba. of the courtyard. Yeah. yeah. And they hand him over to Bubba. And if you look... There's a lot going on. Oh, yeah. So you got to look for it. When they actually hand him off to Bubba, it is a physical handoff. Oh, yeah. Bubba takes him by, like grabs him by the upper arm and starts dragging him out of the courtyard. Mm-hmm. He, is, he is only on Johnny's side because he has to be. Right. I really like in the upcoming minutes that we're going to see just how much... Bubba does not like Johnny. Yes. Like Johnny just gets under his skin. And like you said, exactly. The only reason that he's there to help him out is because he's under orders to. Yes. 
Given the option, he would just let him rot. Absolutely. Leave him behind forever. So also in this hubbub, Roop is has like taken charge, which is mighty responsible, by the way. He's like taken charge of Silvertongue and the People's Observer. And he's like pushing them towards their car. Get them back in their Lincoln like, and out of here. Yes, like just get get rid of them so that we can deal with stuff within our department. Mm. Like get the outsiders away so that we can deal with stuff. Yeah. One thing that's interesting is that the group of kids that was messing with the Chevy earlier, they're still they there. They are there too. And they're just seeing what's going on. And it's yep. like, they're just letting them walk around. And it's like, guys, get... Get these kids out of here. They're messing with your stuff. Well, as we've seen in the last few minutes, there's zero protocol. Oh, yeah. That's so true. I think that's just more evidence that there's nothing. Certainly not. But once Johnny is given to Bubba, Fifi just starts shooing people away. My notes say it's it's like shooing cats in an alleyway. He's just shouting and waving and trying to get people to just move. Just get out of here. Get gone. And, you know... If he had hair, you know, just get out of here and get out of my hair type of thing. Yeah. I kind of feel like this is the first time that he has made a real effort to take charge. I, going back to the beginning of the minute where Fifi approaches Goose trying to talk him down, I I hesitate to, to say that that is him taking charge. Mm-hmm. Because it's just, it doesn't really work. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like Fifi, this is the first time in this scene that he's like ordering people to do things. Right, right. And managing the situation. And in my opinion, too little, too late. It is far too little, way too late. That's for sure. Yeah, a lot of damage has already been done. Mm -hmm. And it's frustrating because Silvertongue was the one at the beginning of the minute who said, get him out of here. Who had to step up and be that authoritative voice. Right, it should have been Fifi... As soon as Goose was showing signs of being violent, the first time that he lunged, mm -hmm. he should have been removed from the room. Yeah. He, he never should have been in the room in the first place, but we've already covered that. There were many points along the way where Fifi should have taken Goose to another room. Right. Instead of telling Max to sit on him, he should have told Max, get him out of here. Yeah. Take him somewhere else. So I think just more more examples of Fifi not being a good manager. Yeah, it's 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 so disappointing because you want Fifi to be, you know, the man in charge. You want Fifi to be the police chief, the hero that people can believe in. And it's interesting that and this is going back to his conversation with Lavatouche. He talks about how people don't believe in heroes, but he never puts himself forward as a hero. He is very he is very focused on Max being the hero and Goose being the hero. And this whole overreaction of Goose is probably really disheartening to him because he probably has a lot of faith in his officers mm -hmm. and they're kind of letting him down. But at the same time, they're being put into a position or a situation that they really should never be put into. Absolutely. Like there's fault on both sides. Yes. And once you once you're the police chief, you know, you're you're no longer just a cop. Right. You know, you don't get to do cop things. You you're don't an get administrator. to do you don't get to do like the heroic stuff anymore. You now have a desk job. Yeah, you're pretty much you've gone from like from a teacher to a principal. Right. You know, you're, you're much less hands on, but you're the one doing the work so that the hands on guys can do the hands-on stuff so mm -hmm. that Max and Goose and 
Roop and Charlie can be the heroes that the people need. And and Fifi wants to provide that. And that's very admirable because somebody has to do that work. Somebody yeah. has to manage. He's just not doing a very good job. And I find that really surprising because he, he really wants to provide the heroes to the people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the desire is there. I feel like the fault comes in. Now, see, a craftsman should never blame their tools. But at the same time... Feel like he's trying to do masonry when all he's got is carpentry tools you know what i mean like he's got people that are very good at what they do it's just what he wants to do might not be the thing that they're made to do yeah you know what i mean i i see what you mean like take the opening chase scene for example everybody everybody failed at what they were supposed to do mm-hmm. except max so I think Max is the only one amongst this group who really can be the hero, who really has the potential to be the hero that Fifi wants to provide to the people. Yeah. Everybody else is just kind of meh. I mean, <laughs> they going back to the Knight Rider chase, they did the best that they could. Right. And, you know, we had lots of comments about how they made bad decisions, but it was never out of laziness or malice. They were doing the best that they could. So I I like your thought that they're just not the right material. I feel like Fifi's got a lot of round holes and... And... Square pegs. Right. And one round <laughs> peg. Yeah. <laughs> so having said that, and having, having said that Max is, you know, the round peg for the round hole and has so much potential to be the hero, that makes it all the more poignant how he ends up. Yeah. Like, yes, he does do heroic things in killing the people that are bringing down, are helping to bring down society. You know, he gets rid of Toe Cutter, and I can't remember if he kills anybody else. We'll we'll see in the in the rest of the movie. Um but at the cost of his own right morality, sanity, he steps connection outside to the society. Law. You know, he steps outside the law and then he kind of steps outside of society and then everything else just falls away. Mm-hmm. Not that he could necessarily be the person to stop the downfall of society, but he's definitely not there as it crumbles. Like he's off doing his own thing. He's turned his back on the life that was. Yes. <laughs> by the end of the movie. Yes. Um, but for right now, Max spends his entire time trying to control Goose, trying right. to do what Fifi told him to do, was to sit on Goose, and he's trying. I hesitate to say that he's doing a good job because Goose keeps getting away. Right. Right. So, so maybe he's not doing the best job at it, but he keeps on doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he doesn't give up. He That's does the important not thing. give up. Um, one of these times, and this is specifically towards the end of the minute, Max is holding Goose up against the wall, and Johnny is almost out of the courtyard. Almost out. Bubba has almost removed him, and he turns around, and Johnny shouts, Goose, and everything kind of goes quiet, and... Right, because, so this guy who's been taunting us this whole time has called out Goose's name, so let's all stop and listen to him, because that's worked out great for us so far. Right, and after he shouts out, everything goes quiet, and we see Max holding Goose up against the wall, and we hear from someone. I don't know who it is. It's not Max. I know that much, but we hear from someone, and the line is, you can't do anything about it, and I think it's either Silvertongue or the People's Observer, just because it doesn't stand out to me as any other character Mm -hmm. that we've heard regularly yeah it sounds like something they would say it's not quite a deep enough voice to be fifi it's not robotic so it's not 
Charlie. Um, Rupe hasn't said anything. No, and he doesn't he know what's going that. on. Um, so I feel like it's it's either Silver Tongue or People's Observer. That makes sense. Um, just one last dig in that the MFP can't fix the situation. But after that line, we cut back to Johnny and he continues to yell at Goose. We get like half the line today. We get the rest of the, the line tomorrow. So we'll just cover that tomorrow when yeah. we get to it. Yeah. It's another one of those cutoff lines that we got to work around. Yes. So until tomorrow, our website is madmaxminute.com. You can follow us on Twitter at madmaxminute and like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash madmaxminute. Thank you for joining us for Mad Max Minute number 36. We'll see you tomorrow. Motorbikes and mellow men Take me to the end of the dream Hold up tight, so it's your feeling